All right, you're now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 205. The Nets and the Lakers are just stockpiling assets. The saga with Benjamin Simmons continues. Will Adam Sandler be on the follow-through with Clips and Drew? And Dallas worked out Monte Ellis. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 205. We have had a bit of a hiatus. I'm a little rusty at this, Drew. It's been (laughs) a little bit over a week. You've been traveling yet again. You went international now and went down to Mexico. I did. Uh, How was your trip? Did you pick up any Spanish? What's going on? How are the margaritas? This is (laughs) wedding number 15 for you in the past three months. So you have a good time or what? Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny, man. It's like it's like wedding number 27 in the last, you know, three years minus the the pandemic year. So we're getting all the weddings that were booked for 2020 pushed back to this year. Uh, and yeah, this was the first this was the first one international. And it was a great time, man. I Mexico is, um, you know, it's Mexico. You know, I think that's like that's the only way I can put it. Like it's a it's a well said, Drew. Well it's said. Pretty, it's pretty unique, you know, like it, it, it is, it's exactly that, right? Like there's nothing else that really compares. Um, we went down to, to Puerto Vallarta, which was, that's my first time down there. And it's pretty south, you know, and, it, and where it is, it's kind of jungly. Uh, so your boy was sweating. Oh, you must have had a tough time. The entire trip. Uh, luckily, you know, there was several pools. The ocean was right there. Uh, and you know, the, the setup that we, we stayed at the, the Hyatt Ziva, which is, uh, about eight miles South of like downtown Puerto Vallarta. And it was, it was just tucked away in this little cove. Uh, and it was gorgeous, man. I got, I got to tell you, the scenery was unbelievable, but yeah, dude, the humidity was at, at peak levels <laughs> and you know, it, it is also, it's one of those, uh, all inclusive joints. So your boy was, uh, was definitely, you know, hitting the, hitting the alcohol a, a little bit to get through the, get through the day. What's the all-inclusive beer that you drink down there? What is it? Tecate? What are you doing? What are you drinking? There were, there was, uh, it was, it was Dos Equis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is what they were. That's, that's what they were going. And honestly, they had the, the Dos Equis Amber on. Uh, Not even the green bottle? No, they had both. So they oh. had the, the lager, which is mm-hmm. the green one that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then they had the Amber, which I'm actually more of a, a fan of. So I was drinking Dos Equis Amber and tequila shots like like nobody's business. We, you know, Casey and I were, were lucky. We, we only got sick once. Uh, it was the first night there. We made the mistake of brushing our teeth. Oh, Drew. Water. Bad idea. Uh, and, you know, it was it was we were told that doing that was fine by the guy that, you know, helped us in with our bags. He's like he's like in the shower, you know, make sure you don't drink the water, you know, which which, you know, that's a natural thing to do. You're you're in the shower. Sometimes the water will get in your mouth or whatever. But the first night I was hammered and Casey's like, we got to brush our teeth like before we pass out. I was like, all right. And we did it. And then like four hours later, I was like, I stood up or, you know, I sat up in bed and I was like, ah, I got (laughs) to I got to go to the bathroom and, you know, I, you know, puked it out a little bit and then fell back asleep. Uh, needless to say that that next morning recovery wise was not uh, was not easy or quick. 
but we had a blast and it was it was a very beautiful place uh but the ceremony was on the sand <laughs> and every one of us homie every one of us was sweating through our our shirt and why do people do that you can't wear shoes i've, I've been in a wedding like that before I, I was I was a groomsman in a wedding on the sand, and like you got to take your shoes off. I'm walk, you know what I mean? It's just the sand's hot. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing this for? Yeah, it's for the pictures, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's what it is, and it and it you know it the pictures turned out great from what I from what I saw for the the married couple. Shout out to uh, Gianna and Joe. Hashtag GI Joe. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, and uh, the 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 funny part was like getting ready. I was like, uh, do I need to bring a suit for this? Right. Like I did. Cause I didn't know before we left if it was going to be inside ceremony or, you know, out on the sand. And then luckily the bride was able to get back to us and be like, do not bring a suit. Mm -hmm. So I wore my, you know, my Adidas slides. I wore some shorts and a nice, you know, button down short sleeve shirt, but, uh, sweat through it, sweat through the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> and I felt the worst for the groomsmen. And the groom, groom was in full suit. Yeah, groomsmen were in a shirt and suit pants, and uh, and suspenders. But they none of them had shoes on, so they they did they did the no shoes on the sand. Yeah, but if uh, you're gonna do on the sand wedding, it needs to be like the attire needs to be like the flowing linen, like yeah. those kind of outfits. Like do it that way, not suits. What are we What are we doing here? What are we trying to prove? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I the, the the groom had picked out a, a really nice like blue suit. And so I think he was just like, I'm, I don't give a shit. I'm just, I'm sticking with it. Uh, but it was, it was great because we didn't, we didn't have to go anywhere, right? Like we're on, we're in the resort. Everything we needed was there. They had like four different restaurants. The funny thing was, dude, you know, we're in Mexico. Uh, but I ended up eating like more pizza than tacos because they had at the Italian joint that they had at this, at this hotel, they had a wood fired like pizza oven. And they were pumping out some really good fucking pizzas. And so I, I had, I would say even, I had like four pizzas <laughs> and, and I only had tacos like three times. So mm. it was, uh, it was a little different than I, than I expected, but overall really good trip. I got to say it was uh, glorious to come home and to be out of that humidity when we landed and uh, we got back home. It was just like, yes. And you uh, did come back home. Somebody's going to be really upset. I know our boy Juice is going to be upset that Drew has gotten rid of the man bun. Yeah. Uh, the flowing uh, Pat Riley hair is now gone. Drew has completely given up. You've embraced. You you told me you embracing the baldness. Is that what we're calling it or what? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm 32 now. And, you know, I, every once in a while I catch myself in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, there's some hair there. <laughs> And then, you know, other times with different lighting, I'm like, oh, oh, like that's, you know, looking, looking a little troublesome. So I'm bringing, you know, I think at this point, I think I'm bringing like Bruce Willis circa mm. like, you know, mid 80s, late, mm -hmm. late 80s, early 90s, Bruce Willis kind of mm -hmm. style. And I'm, I think I, you know, luckily I have a decent head, like the shape of my head is okay. So it, it you know, it works out but, and, and, and it's way less maintenance, right? Like I, I hated having the long hair when it was getting into my ears or, you know, messing, getting into my face. Um, so this is, this is significantly easier to, uh, to maintain and take care of. It's a new phase, new phase in my life. Got to embrace it, man. All right. Enough about our personal lives and Drew's expeditions internationally. Also, by the way, I'm flying out tomorrow. I'm going to Rochester, New York, shout out to upstate New York. Uh, so I'll be on the road again. If it, shout out to any Clips and Drew fans that's in upstate New York, come and catch your boy. I'll be in. I'll be in Fairport. 
that's why we're dropping this today for you guys. And again, we still are in the dead zone of uh, this basketball hiatus. But a few things have happened. A few things have pissed me off. Uh, the Lakers and the Nets are just stockpiling now. Uh, <laughs> Lakers picked up my boy DJ and they got Rondo back again. And then the Nets pick up Millsap, who I wanted on the Clippers, but we ended up signing uh, Harry Giles yesterday. We could talk about that in a little bit. And they also got uh, LaMarcus Aldridge again, who's coming back. And Dumbia. And he was from the Pistons, right? And, and I know some Pistons fans were a little upset about that because they liked the kid. Um, he's young. He's young. He, he looked he was probably one of their best players, uh, you know, not necessarily last season, but the season before. Uh, and I was surprised to see him go. Uh, but, and then of course the Pistons is like, Oh, you want Deandre Jordan? Like they're going to start all five centers. Like the Cavs and the Pistons are trying to put all seven footers out on the court for the first time in NBA history. And, uh, so it made more sense once Deandre left, <laughs> left the Pistons. Uh, but it was, it was a kind of a shocking move. I, it, you know, it was, it was another one that was similar to like the Clippers offloading Pat Bev and, and Rondo in that it seemed like a money move for both the Nets and, uh, Detroit to to make that happen uh but yeah it, the, the nets are continuing to stack and the lakers you know we're, we're we're picking up pieces as as we go here well you compared it to uh the the usa and russia stockpiling just nuclear weapons that's what these guys are doing it just seems like every uh, every week they're just it seems like both teams have like 32 players on the squad like is this a football team or what what the hell is going on here yeah, um nba cold war serious oh that's a great that might be the title of this one yeah um I thought it was a great pickup for the Lakers. It obviously picked, uh, pissed me off. I hate seeing DeAndre in a Laker jersey. I took it personally. It'd be like, you know, I, I understand it's a great opportunity for DJ. I love him. <clears throat> I know his family. And this is definitely the best opportunity for him to win a championship. And I think he's going to fit in nicely. I think he'll fit in nicely there. I think he might even uh, get a couple starts here and there and come off the bench, probably get more minutes than Marc Gasol. Getting Rondo back uh, is, again, huge. Uh, he took a little jab at, at Ty Lu in the, in the press conference saying that, uh, you know, you're only as good as, as much as your coach wants to play you. And look, We've said this, I said this before on the past couple podcasts. It just didn't work. The Rondo experiment didn't work. It wasn't about um, the playing time or anything like that. It just didn't work. He had a couple good games for us. Uh, ultimately, we don't use him in the playoffs because it, it wasn't a good fit. And I think Ty Lue saw that. Um, when he, when he got minutes, nothing was really happening. Like we weren't this playmaking point guard again, that we were expecting to just be dropping dimes and getting shots off and play off Rondo, this play off Rondo that it just didn't work out. So Going back to the Lakers again, I think it's a better fit for Rondo to be on the Lakers. But, you know, again, you're getting some some more aging players. You do have the depth. Um, but what's your take on it? What do you think about DJ and Rondo back or Rondo back with the Lakers? Yeah, I think uh, Genie Bus might be just trying to crush the souls of all the Clipper fans in Los Probably. Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sign Pat Bev, guys. How about you do that? Get get in the Pat Bev buyout and see what happens. Well, there was there was a you know there was a moment there when it seemed like Pat Bev might get might have gotten bought out by Minnesota, and and everyone on the Lakers side was like, "Yep, we 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 will take Pat Bev." And then we got DeAndre, we got Rondo back. We like the next one would be Blake and CP, and then that would just crush every Clipper fan to see all their guys in Laker jerseys. So we'll see how that works out. Maybe next year we'll get those other two guys in. Who knows? Um, we are definitely the oldest team that I can recall. Uh, this is like the oldest team since like the '60s Celtics, like '68 Celtics or something like that. I, it's it is 
we are old, right? And we, we talked about that when the Lakers first started signing all these players in free agency. But I'm very happy. I, I have to say, like, you know, Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan on our bench. Uh, I, I do think there's a chance that we let Gasol go. I don't want to let Gasol go, but I do think, you know, there's a chance that if he's still going to be unhappy and he's going to be in another, you know, center by committee kind of a deal like it was last year, he clearly wasn't happy with that. Um, so there's, I do think there's a chance that this means that Gasol might get bounced. I don't, I don't want that to happen. It's a lot of bigs though, Drew. That's a lot of bigs on the squad. I don't want that to happen. And I, I think if he stays, it does mean, unfortunately for Laker fans that Anthony Davis will not be starting at the five. If he, if Gasol leaves, then I do think we're looking at AD starting at the five from the, for the majority of the season. Uh, of course you can start, you, you, we can have Dwight Howard or, or Deandre, play the first four minutes or something like that uh, and then come out and then AD finishing the game at center is really what's most important to me, I think, and to most Lakers fans. It doesn't really matter who starts. It matters who closes. And I think as long as our closing lineup uh, most consistently has Anthony Davis at the five, we will we will have a lot of options uh, for spacing because as we know, uh, we talked about it, but but Russ, <laughs> Russ does not help with spacing, and Rondo outside of the pub, uh, outside of the bubble does not help with spacing. So uh, I do think we have a lot of smart, intelligent veterans on this team. I, I think that all of which will have their own version of leadership that they're going to bring to this team, but all of which will have to kind of fall in line with LeBron. And I and I feel like you know when 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 guys of this age uh, and their status. Are joining this Lakers team, that's got to be expected, uh, that they're going to do what the team needs to get a championship, not do what their individual wants. Like, you know, I yeah, of course, everyone wants to be playing 20, 30 minutes a night. That's not going to happen. We know that. That can't that can't happen. So somebody's going to have to, on a regular basis, be okay with having a, lim- a more limited role uh, than, than, you know, what their career previous would have would have had for them and well I that's why that's why I think DJ is a great pickup I mean if anybody knows his role DeAndre knows his role exactly you know and the guys played with nothing but great players his whole career you know you got CP you got KD you got James Harden and now you got LeBron um, and the Lakers have a bunch of rim protection right now right and you know I, I think it would be fun to watch Russ and, and DJ maybe get loose a couple nights and uh, you know the athleticism is there I just think it was a great pickup by the Lakers I hate that it's DeAndre um, I really wish instead of us getting Harry Giles, we could have made a move and, and got DeAndre back, which would have been really cool. Um, but, but here's the thing about DJ, though, man. He, he didn't get any run uh, in the postseason. Right. Hardly at all. With right. Fans, right. And that's probably dictated by the fact that they had their lineup that was working and, and it was, you know, going small for them makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. for, for the Nets. And I, I don't necessarily expect DeAndre Jordan to come in and be, you know, defensive player of the year, DeAndre Jordan. We know he's older. We know he can't jump as high. We know he's not as quick. Uh, so I, as much as I enjoy DeAndre, I also don't necessarily think that his role is going to be that impactful for this Laker team other than, you know, picking your spots, picking your spots, just like Dwight Howard did against uh, the, the Nuggets for us in the championship year, in the bubble year against uh, Jokic. I, I think in, in uh, spots specifically, uh, we will we will rely on Dwight and DJ uh, to you know to help us defensively uh, and to and to do their job like rolling to the rim and dunking and doing all that stuff bringing energy. But I don't necessarily see DJ as being you know the the most impactful player. But it's a great it's a great pickup for us. I'm very happy about it. It was it was really crazy to see. Uh... 
uh, Russ's workout the other day where he was just so intense with his trainers. He was talking shit to his trainers, just like so pumped up and like, he's ready for this NBA season. So, and I know, uh, Russ and LeBron have been working out together too. It's going to be, it's going to be fucking a show in Los Angeles for sure to see how all this works out. And Frank Vogel is going to have to figure that out too, how that's all going to fit together. Um, on the other side with the Millsap, it's not as big, but the, the Millsap and the Aldridge signing, you know, I, I'm a little worried. I don't think Aldridge is going to play. I think it's going to, uh, it, we're going to have another scenario that happened last year, like this coming out of retirement, you know, from this heart injury or what, whatever that was, the issue that he's had. I just don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it's going to um, uh, turn into a full season for LaMarcus. I do like the Millsap pickup by them. I know a lot of people have been down on Millsap uh, the past couple seasons, but I, I liked it. I wanted him on, on our squad. I was very vocal about that, but that's just more artillery for them as well. Millsap can still play. I haven't seen enough of LaMarcus to even gauge, you know, what kind of LaMarcus they're going to have, but that's enough. If he's healthy and, you know, in, in good shape, LaMarcus could be in a, a, a good addition too. Yeah. I mean, we saw it in spurts from LaMarcus last season before he, before he retired, uh, due to the medical problem, he was he was helping. He was helping them a lot. I think he was he was a mobile big that can sh- stretch the floor, which is exactly what they need uh, in that system. If they're going to be playing a center, you know, you can have Nick Claxton running around out there, but he can't shoot a free throw or beyond. So Lamarcus is perfect. Uh, but really, I do think the Millsap one, like you're saying, is going to be the more impactful of the two. I don't necessarily think that Lamarcus is going to be playing 82 games this year. <laughs> no, uh, and I I don't think Millsap will necessarily be playing all 82 games either. But with how good Blake Griffin played as the small ball five, you can see the path for Millsap to come in and play some minutes when Blake goes to the bench. And I think that's that's also great. Millsap, we know he can shoot pretty good from three. Uh, he's certainly a, a really good. Uh, I would say still a mid range player. He, again, is older, of course, uh, and doesn't have his same explosiveness and all that stuff, but he's still a big body. He still can rebound. He still can play pretty good defense. I think he, he's, a, he's, he's a solid offensive player at this point, um, kind of similar to like how David West kind of ended his career with, with the call. Mm-hmm. And the Nets and the Lakers, we said it already, but they, it, it really seems like they're starting to stretch out you know, the lead um, as far as the gap between those two teams in each conference versus the rest of the opponents in, in, in either conference. I, I, I mean, I don't know how obvious this sounds to everybody. It, it seems like a pretty obvious statement to me, but those are clearly the two best teams in the NBA going into this season. You know, yeah, I mean, it's obvious. It is. And again, health is wealth and whoever's the healthiest too, that's going to, you know, a big part of the season. Um, speaking of the East though, I, I, I know we talked about it on the last show, but I got to bring up my boy, Benjamin Simmons again. And I do call him Benjamin, if you haven't noticed lately, because that's what that's what how I'm going to refer to Benjamin Simmons from now on. Um, I got a lot of heat on our Instagram page from Philly fans, and I, I, I think it was taken out of context. I posted, um, uh, I, I made a post that was talking about if Ben Simmons isn't at training camp, it could cost up to him $1.3 million. And Clutch and his representative said they're willing to do that, right? It's obvious that I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be back in Philly. I was really upset about the newscaster that, that threw the little joke about uh, you guys saw with the trash can in the, in the uh, hurricane or whatever. And they're like, this is the flood. This is Ben Simmons leaving Philadelphia. This is a Philadelphia newscast. And you know, there's it's a trash can flowing down a river, a street, 
and they made a big joke out of it. And the re- the reason I said Philly fucked up in this situation is because if there was even any hope of mending this this Ben Simmons thing that Doc Rivers fucked this up in the beginning with the comments after the game. But we, we're not dumb, okay? We know the 34% from the free throw line. We know that. It was the worst ever. He was horrible in the playoffs, yes. But what I was saying was like, look, you guys gave this dude $200 million. You paid him $200 million. And Philly has all of the leverage in this, the, the front office. Ben Simmons doesn't. And we're going to talk about his quote-unquote leverage here in a minute. Well, yeah, but he's got four years left on that deal. got four years left, $40 million a pop, right? And it just really ticked me off because I'm, you know, this Philly must be the worst place to play. Like if you're bad and they were Ben uh, uh, Embiid even came out and said, look, you guys were booing me two years ago. And you know, they're, they are tough ass fans and the Jersey burning. And again, this guy's a kid. So if I'm Ben Simmons and I'm seeing all of this hate, like, yeah, of course I don't want to go back there, but what, what's going to be better. Right. So like, Say you make this trade with Sacramento. If the Sacramento thing works and you get De'Aaron Fox or you get Halliburton and Heald, right? It, are, you, are you a better team than without Ben Simmons? What if Embiid goes down, right? What if Embiid goes down, which it could possibly happen? You know who you are, 76ers? You're the fucking Washington Wizards without Bradley Beal. Now, I understand Ben Simmons can't shoot or doesn't want to shoot and was scared to shoot. I get that. But you also have other players on your team that are paid to shoot. That's why you have Seth Curry. That's why you give Tobias all this paper, right? You're supposed to be the scorers. Let me facilitate. The guy was second in defensive player of the year rating. He's 6'10 point guard with a great skill set. So what the fuck? He can't shoot. So I, I don't think he's going to be in training camp. That bridge is burnt. But unfortunately, if we, if you if Maury isn't going to just give Ben Simmons away, you're not going to give, and you Ben Simmons and Clutch aren't going to dictate where I send you, right? You can't do that. You can't say, oh, I'll go to the three the three uh, California teams, even though there's four. You forgot about Sacramento, Ben. Um, you can't and and just think that the Lakers can pull out this deal or the Clippers can pull that that we're just going to give you Paul George for fucking Ben Ben Simmons. It's just not going to happen. You're going to go wherever Daryl Morey wants you to go, as long as it's worthwhile. So that's what I'm saying is like this could have been better, right? This could have been a better situation with Ben Simmons not coming back. But if you're not in training camp and there isn't a suitable deal, then you're not going to get your bread, dude. And and it's just your stock is just going to continue to dwindle. So anyways, that's why I was a little pissed off at that. What do you think about the situation? Well, I think specifically about the Sacramento thing um, and, and really any trade that, that Philly gets with a, with a more traditional point guard will make the 76ers better to answer that. I do think the Sixers would be better with De'Aaron Fox or Halliburton and Heald than with Simmons because of all the reasons that we just mentioned. And I also think you're you're absolutely correct. Philly is one of the toughest spots to be a professional athlete. It's, I think it's up there with New York. Uh, I think LA is a tough spot to be a, a you know a professional athlete, but for different reasons. Not because we're hard on our players like those two cities are, uh, but but because of the amount of attention that you get in Los Angeles and in New York, the same. Uh, but in Philly, man, you know they're just I I think they they love the grit. It, it's interesting, man. It feels like. Philly and Memphis have a lot of the similar, like we want toughness. We want somebody that's not scared. We want somebody that's going to play fucking hard. And, and if you miss the shot 
or if you fuck up the play, but you are trying a hundred percent, they will live with that. It's it's the it's the scared aspect. It's the aspect of not wanting to try or being too afraid to try that really drives fans crazy. And I got to be honest, I don't know too many fan bases that if Ben Simmons was on any team that wouldn't react the same way that Philly fans did to what happened in the postseason. So I just, you know, I think it's just more boisterous <laughs> from Philly. You know what I mean? It just, it just, everyone's just like, nope, we, nope, that's not what we want. We can't, we can't have this. Let's move on. Um, and, you know, it's funny, man, because I, on the last one, we did talk a lot about Ben Simmons and here we are again. It's just, the only story, man. There's not too many stories going on right now. Uh, yeah, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. I just, I, I do want the saga to end and uh, I can only hope that it happens sooner than later. I think for all parties involved, uh, especially for whatever team gets Ben Simmons, you want him there for training camp. So let's make this happen so that he can adapt to his new situation and then, you know, start fresh with the with the new season. I mean, fuck, training camp's like three, three four weeks away. Something it's like right that. around the corner, man. It's right uh, around the corner. Yeah, I just I, – I, and I, I think, unfortunately, like I said on the last one, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of progress on this. Uh, and it's I the money, think, Drew. That money is just ridiculous. It's crazy money. Well, then that's I think that's the thing. Like you said, the the front office for the Sixers has all the leverage because Daryl doesn't have to move him. Period. Right? He can just make it really fucking uncomfortable for Ben Simmons. And if Simmons isn't going to show up, then guess who doesn't have to cut a check? The Sixers. They don't have to cut a check if you're not if you're going to not be there. Uh, so, man, I just think, you know, especially coming off of our conversation with the Nets. And how good they are, uh, and how good they're going to be. I mean, I legitimately think that they have. They, if they if they're all healthy, they have a they have a real shot at going for that seventy three and nine Golden State regular season. Wow! If wow. they want it, if they want it, mm -hmm. which I don't know, they want that. They might want to rest their guys, like we've seen over the years. Uh, but if they if they're all healthy and they want to go for it, I think they have all the capabilities <laughs> to do that this season. Um, I just think that gap, like I talked about. Philly was the the one seed for the majority of the year last year. I think they finished in the one seed last year, if I'm not mistaken, in the East. And a lot of that has to do with Ben Simmons, bro. You know what I mean? You guys yeah. act like like these people are acting like this guy is a bum. He's he was a yes, he was a bum in the playoffs. But you know what? And he deserves. He should be called Playoff B, right? If we're gonna give Paul George all that shit, okay, Playoff B. I get it. He didn't. He didn't call himself playoff beat. That's very true. He did not. <laughs> but and, and again, three, two years ago, you're one, you're one Kawhi shot away from being in the NBA Finals, right? It's just short term memories, and I just think there is a lot of value in Ben Simmons. Okay, there is. He is a really good player if he's in the right situation. I think Philly was the right situation. I really do. But it's kind of hard when you know you have two guys who. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm over Ben. I'm over Ben Simmons. Let's just figure out where he's going to go. And yeah, I, I just, I just to, to to wrap it up. I do think it's very important if the Sixers are actually looking to to make some sort of run that they handle the situation. Uh, we've said it enough. I, I agree. We can move on, but it it should be handled, or else they're just going to be handicapped all year with this shit, and it's just going to be a story that you know overrides any wins or losses that they have. The whole time, everyone's just gonna be talking about this Ben Simmons situation. Yeah, so. he ha he he cannot 
be in Philadelphia at the start of the NBA season. I mean, it, it would be horrible for him personally, too. He's going to be attacked verbally, emotionally, all over social media. He's going to get booed in his own home building, which is just terrible, man. It's going to be absolutely terrible. Yeah. But I'll say this. If you get rid of Ben Simmons and you bring some other people in and Philly ends up in the sixth spot and bounce in the first round, you're going to really, you know, and, and and Ben Simmons goes out and gets defensive player of the year on Orlando or on Indiana or on San Antonio or Sacramento, wherever you want to go, you guys are going to be really, really pissed off. Or if Ben Simmons has been working his ass off all summer, like we see on social media, you know, all of his makes and his, you know, uh, in his training, in his, uh, training workout sessions. Um, and if he comes out firing threes this summer, you know, or this next season, you guys are going to be really pissed off. So figure that out, Daryl Morey. But I also am on Daryl's side on this. Like if I, I'm not going to let the, the, the James Harden thing happen to us. I'm not now that James Harden for Ben Simmons is really looking good now that they should have pulled the trigger on last season. But, um, you know, it is what it is moving forward. Uh, really quick on the Harry Giles signing for the Clippers, kind of out of left field, but 6'10", he's 24 years old, uh, athletic, he's going to be, you know, just, I, I don't know how much burn he's going to get. I think it's obvious that we're not going to uh, get Boogie back, which is fine with me too. Boogie, like Rondo, yeah, he had a couple moments for us, but isn't a needle pusher. I don't think Harry Giles is a needle pusher, but he's going to be a guy that's going to fill in minutes for Ibaka and for Zubak when they need a blow and whatnot. And I think I think for the money on non-guaranteed contract, I think it's a good pickup for the Clippers. We've just been slowly either getting our guys back or signing the guys that are going to, you know, give us what we need as a, you know, as a team. We you know not you can't have a team full of superstars, right? So maybe we didn't make the huge free agent offseason for us, but picked up a couple guys who I think that are going to put in work for us and 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 get some minutes and, and points for us just to let us survive until Kawhi comes back, if he comes back. I like this move for the Clippers. It's a it's a swing on youth, you know, like the kid's been injured. Uh, he's had a rough start to his career in Sacramento, and, and I think he was on Portland last year. And I, the one thing I know about Giles is that he's got a great feel for the game. If you watch him, he moves well without the ball. He seems to be in the right spots. He has actually pretty good playmaking ability like his passing is not bad he can dribble a little bit um and you know it's pretty crazy to see how good he was at duke i mean when he was at duke i was i was kind of buying in to giles which is why he was a high pick uh but i i like harry giles uh and stick him into a clippers organization that has some direction that has some you know some actual aspirations of continuing to build on their success that they've had over the last couple seasons uh it would be great to see him stay healthy for you and then have like a, a decent role uh, and it does give you a different look than Zub. Uh, and, you know, I think I think he's he's nice. But it, it's again, he's not going to be a starter. He's not going to be uh, I don't he's not going to be in the in the rotation. I don't th- honestly don't think he's going to be in the rotation for the majority of the season unless somebody gets injured um, or or, you know, picking your spots. And let, let's go let 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 the kid run a little bit. But I do like it more than you guys bringing back like DJ or more than you bringing back Demarcus because for the money it's great. Like not a lot of money for Giles. And I think, you know, it's, it's just like the justice Winslow thing. If it works fucking great, you mm-hmm. paid like no money for these guys and they stepped up and, and they were able to, to contribute, but if not, okay, we gave it a try and he's 24. So maybe he'll get better when he, you know, th- throughout this year. I was watching his, I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now, his highlight reel, which is about a minute and 30 seconds on YouTube, but it was all hustle plays and like assists and, and jumpers. Like this guy can knock down a three, two some, sometimes, I mean, he didn't get, he hasn't had a lot of burn in the NBA cause he's been injured and whatnot. I think he averaged, you know, three points a game for Portland, but 
you know, again, situations, it might work out for us. I'm fine with it. I love the Justice pickup. I'm fine with the Giles pickup. Um, you know, Bledsoe coming back. It's going to be interesting, man. This whole season is going to be, you know, really interesting. Staying on the Clippers, I don't know if you saw my boy make his music video debut. Um, <laughs> uh, I know you guys saw Kawhi, which was just fun guy he, season. Fun guy season, right? Fun now. guy season, bro. And you know what? They his part in that video was so Kawhi, and I think he was totally perfect with that because he didn't know where to put his hands, didn't know what to, you know what I mean? It just was so Kawhi, and I think it was great for his brand. Can, uh, can you remind the people what song it was for Drake's album that he did this music video? Way too sexy. Way too sexy. Wait, wait, or I'm too sexy. Way too sexy. I want to I want to bring up some pop culture for us right now, though, because we were all anticipating this Kanye and Drake drop of the week. They have their own personal beefs going on. I loved how Drake. Uh, promoted this album with with billboards uh, in every city talking about like, you know, I, the, I think he had one in New York for like the goats going to be on this album and Jay-Z's there. And I just found it really funny. Look, I didn't I, I didn't like either album. I thought Kanye's was was whack and, and judge me if you want. I thought Drake's was good. I thought Drake's was better than Kanye's album. I think there's two bangers on there. I want to give a shout out to Drake, though. The reason why uh, you get the plug is because I don't know if people know this, but he's got a lot of Memphis in him, right? He lived in Memphis. He he gives shout out to my favorite female rapper of all time, Gangsta Boo. Uh, but he does a Project Pat. Uh, Project Pat is on the album. 21 wow. Savage um, and, and Drake both do a Project Pat like flow. And I loved it. I loved every single piece of it. But I thought it was funny because... Uh, uh, one of his songs, which is a banger, like no friends in the industry, but it's like, yo, Drake, you're friends with everybody. Like, don't, don't act like you, you don't have any friends in the industry. You literally have more people on this album, more friends on this album than anybody ever has. I mean, everybody is on this album. So don't say you have no friends in the industry, bro. Like, you know, everybody, you have Kawhi in your video, like, come on. That's so funny, man. I, I just, the, the Kawhi appearance was, was fantastic. Uh, clearly that, you know, he's friends with Kawhi, even though, even though Kawhi was only there for eight months. Uh, so yeah, Drake is a very friendly guy. We know this, he's a nice dude. Uh, and I think the funny thing about the certified lover boy that I saw was, uh, he actually made condoms with the, nice. with, the with the logo on it. And I'm like that now that's, that's fucking smart. smart. <laughs> that's really smart. Although. <laughs> You know, it's funny that he would have condoms with the certified lover boy on it, but then the you know the 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 album artwork is all these pregnant women, right? So I don't know how that worked. Maybe maybe don't buy the condoms if you want to use them because maybe their their holes are poked in them or something like that. Uh, but it it uh, it was very funny to see Kawhi popping in. I'm such an old head now, dude. All I do is listen to podcasts. I don't even listen to music. I I I wish I had enough time on my hands to like listen to Kanye's album and Drake's album. I haven't been able to. I, I know I will. I'll, I'll end up listening to both. Uh, but Kanye, man, he's been on a whole nother kick, dude. I mean, the gospel stuff, you know, I think I think a lot of people love it. A lot of people love Kanye regardless. Right. He could. It doesn't matter what he makes. Yeah, he could. It just, could be an it could be white. It could be an album full of white noise. And they'll be like, yo, this guy's a creative genius. He's a genius. Like, <laughs> like, come on. He, he, could, he could do jazz scat the entire album and people would be like, this is revolutionary. It's revolutionary. <laughs> I, it's, it's unbelievable what he's doing. Um, shout out to Ted Lasso, by the way. I watched the most recent episode where they're doing the the, the jazz scat, and that's what made me think about it. Um, but yeah, dude, I have I don't have much comments other than the fact that I would love to see Kawhi in more music videos. And then 
I would love to see Kawhi featured on Drake's next next album because I still haven't heard the feature that we brought up a, a few months back. Is that even released yet where he's on a track? You you think that if it was released that we wouldn't have this already, Drew? I'm waiting just like you are. And it was funny, like a couple of the diehard Clipper fans that are that I'm friends with and whatnot, they were upset that he did the video. Like they were like, see, you know, champions don't do this. And I'm like, come on, bro. Let the, let the guy have some fun, right? It, it's a good look for Kawhi. And it shows that he's healthy and dancing around, right? The knee looks fine or whatever. Like, come on, let the guy have a little bit don't of fun. Don't give me that champions don't do that shit. Yeah, Kobe come on. and Shaq both had rap albums. Thank you. That they've released by themselves. Did you not see LeBron salsa dancing? Like, come on, bro. Let these guys have a little bit of fun. Uh, you know, yeah, I will say, I will say I didn't see a knee brace in there. So hopefully he's taking his rehab very seriously. I honestly. Maybe, maybe that's why they pushed the surgery. Drake was like, I need you. <laughs> need him for the video. video. Before you do surgery. And he's like, okay, I'll push it. I'll push it till July. <laughs> I I honestly think Kawhi is going to be back sooner than people think, and I I know that could be you know wishful wishful thinking, but yeah, you're I, never the optimist when it comes to the Clippers. No, no, I'm I, Drew. I'm not. I'm not. It's just something about. I just think he's going to be back earlier. I do. I think it's going to be a March comeback. I really do. A late February, early March comeback. That's what I think. You can you know stamp it. Take that to the bank. March's very own, right? Like March's very own. Yes. MVO. <laughs> hey, sticking on pop culture though, because yeah. this is basketball related as well. Um, if you follow my personal page at Clips555, uh, Adam Sandler is my spirit human. I love Adam Sandler. I love that he hoops in the streets in a polo and just busted ass shorts. Like, if you don't like Adam Sandler, you don't like basketball and you don't like the, the human race. Okay. And he's been spotted hooping with everybody. He was at a Paul George workout. He was at, he had all the Philly, uh, Philly players like working out with him. He's, he's catching games at the, at the local park, like down in, in Malibu, he's hooping everywhere. If there's a game, Adam Sandler's in it. And I've been trying to speak some shit into existence. Cause I want him on our show. And I had a couple posts this week that actually went viral. I know Adam Sandler saw this. So I did some research, and it turns out that Adam Sandler is doing a basketball flick. It's going to be on Netflix. It's called Hustle, produced by LeBron James. And I guess a lot of the 76ers players are in this. I don't necessarily know the concept of it. What, obviously, it's a basketball film. Maybe I don't, I don't know what the storyline is or anything, but – the way we get him on the show is to plug this movie, Drew. So I'm going to continue to to speak this shit into existence. And if we get Adam Sandler, bro, on our show, that'll be the pinnacle. I don't know how we get any higher than that, Drew. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to have the Sandman uh, come on here and uh, and just start talking about all how, how, you know, for decades he's been doing this. He's been playing basketball in L.A. forever since he moved out here. Um, I was he at a Rico Hines workout at UCLA? Is that did I see him there? I I didn't see that, but if he was, yeah, why wouldn't you be? I mean, I saw him. I saw him playing with a lot with some some serious NBA talent. And oh I, yeah, I think he played with Bradley Beal. Like he was balling with Beal. It wasn't Rico Hines. It wasn't Rico Hines. It wasn't Rico Hines workout. I okay. do know which workout you're talking about, but that wasn't a Rico. Okay, okay. I thought um, he was down at UCLA, but and I'm uh, thinking he's yeah. doing all. I'm thinking he's doing all this hooping because he's got to look like a legit basketball player, which I think he can. We've seen him play. Like the guy could pass. He could shoot. I mean, he's got to be what 45, 50 now. Yeah, he's probably fifty now. I think right. oh, looks good. Yeah, I he's I, I think that's the best aspect of his game. I mean, other than the fact that he knows how to play, you can tell he knows how to play. He likes to pass. Uh, he, I think he's got a decent little jumper on him. Uh, but I, his his fits 
his 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 hoop and fits are just out of this world. I I absolutely love it. He's got like the no brand shorts and uh, and a Walmart, bro. Just the Walmart triple yeah, XLs, like Kmart, Walmart, Coles. Just he's I don't know, man. I I think that's the best thing. He I, he might even have some old school like '90s and one stuff on. Uh, trying to bring it back. Well, the, the thing was, was somebody had posted that there needs to be a 2K character of of Adam Sandler. And I reposted that on my page saying that like, yo, this needs to happen. And then the, I'm not saying that I was the catalyst to it, but it did did go viral. I had over 100,000 impressions. And then the following day, Ronnie 2K said, Adam Sandler, holler at your boy and we'll try to make something happen. So I think moving forward, there might there might be an Adam Sandler 2K character. I All I want is it for him to be exact measurements he's got don't don't make adam sandler six foot four let's put him in at at the five nine or five ten i don't know how tall he is but let's put him in at the actual height have him run around like nate robinson but it would be great if they gave him like nate robinson bounce i will say that's the one thing that would be awesome you give him nate robinson bounce but then he's slow you know all the other things are 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 legit But, but definitely in a polo shirt yeah, right. Yeah, the polo shirt jersey. The one question I will ask Adam when he is on our show, because I'm just, again, speaking this shit into existence, is I wonder if he even got the opportunity to audition for White Man Can't Jump. Like Woody, you have Woody and then you have Adam Sandler, right? Who back in 93, when that came out, was a younger cat. Maybe he was, you know, this was a kind of a comedy flick. I mean, Woody was the perfect fit for this movie. But I wonder if he got even a look, an audition for White Men Can't Jump. Uh, it was probably too early for him. Uh, he was he would have been too young, I think, for that role. I mean, it was important that Woody be the age that he was mm-hmm. because he was a hustler, right? Like you don't really get to be a hustler necessarily when you're. 19 right you got it you're that's how you work through you know building your game up but i i love it i if there is a remake of white man can't jump it should be for it to be adam sandler old men can't hoop like (laughs) adam sandler adam sandler against woody harrelson (laughs) what on one on one that's what that's the championship for the venice beach championship yeah yeah (laughs) all right on a serious note really quick drew we will get Adam Sandler on our page, but I, you know, we've kind of steered away from talking about the vaccine, like and and vaccinations and all that stuff, because we like to talk basketball and it's not our business to tell people like they should or should not get vaccinated. But when it comes into the NBA, I wanted to bring this up with you. So there's a few teams, there's going to be some regulations going on going into the 2021, 2022 season where there, I think they said there was three, three, teams i think it's brooklyn it might be houston and golden state where if players aren't vaccinated they won't be able to play in in home games and i think that's really interesting uh going into this season because i'm i'm sure there's a few players that don't want to get vaccinated and my take on this is like look I understand your stance on this, but this is a job. And if your job is forcing you to do something, you can choose. It's like they're doing at my mom's hospital, right? Like if you're a nurse and you're not vaccinated by this time, you're going to have to resign. It's part of this is what's going to happen. And if you don't want to work here, you don't have to get vaccinated. So what are your thoughts on this? Because if you don't, if you don't want to get vaccinated, it is a rule. Um, you're not going to get paid and you're not going to be playing professional basketball. What do you, what do you think? I think, I think these rules need to be enforced. That's my personal opinion. If we're going to get through this and if you want to play in the NBA. So do you think this is going to be detrimental to a couple teams? Do you think there's going to be a couple superstars? Like we don't know if LeBron's vaccinated, you know, a lot of people make the videos of when they get their shot and whatnot. We haven't seen that. So what do you think? 
Well, I think, you know, we're, we're certainly not out of the woods with this, with the COVID, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's still very much around um, doing my travels that I have, you know, it's, it's, everyone's very much aware of that. You gotta, you still gotta wear the masks and all that stuff. Uh, I do think it's going to affect all of the professional leagues, NFL, you know, NBA, the whole, the whole nine, uh, because this, it's not, you know, he, everyone is affected by this. Uh, I, I, when it comes to like mandates for medical decisions, I think it's a very personal thing. I think it makes a lot of sense for the NBA to have these regulations. Uh, but it, I think it also makes a lot of sense for them to give players outs. Uh, because if, if you don't want to get the vaccination, that's your fucking decision. You know, I, I may disagree with that. You may disagree with that, but that's we're we, we are who we are. We made our decision on that a while ago. Uh, it, it is a very, I think it's a very difficult decision for people that are really against it. Uh, but it will certainly come into play whether or not you're vaccinated. The COVID thing is going to be a part of this year, like without a doubt. Um, and we, we know that, you know, even if you are vaccinated, you can still test positive for, for uh, you know, coronavirus. So I do think I will, I, I definitely expect to see a, a, a couple big name guys kind of avo avoid getting vaccinated and potentially having to sit out, uh, you know, of, of, of certain games or certain situations within the season because of that. Uh, but I, I'm, this is where I feel out of my depth, right? There's so much information out there, um, as to how beneficial the vaccine is. There's a lot of information out there about, you know, it, it, it's, it's too early to tell, you know, if it's beneficial or if it's detrimental to us down the road. Um, you know, I, I'm vaccinated. I made that decision a while ago, uh, you know, in order to, to travel to, to Maui which was like a big deal for me. I really wanted a vacation and that was like a part of it. So I, and I feel great. I, I have no, I have no complaints about it. Uh, but I do think the NBA and, and major league sports all have to start making these decisions because they, they can't have, uh, you know, teams that are down to, to six players or seven players. And what, what we know is uh, from this, the, thus far is that, the, the, the more vaccinated players that you have on your team, the more likely it is that they'll be able to play the entire season without any real uh, interruptions due to COVID. So I think, and it's not Drew, and it's not just the players that are being forced. We're talking every the whole staff, medical staff, doctors in arena. You know, if you want to work in the arena, you have to be, you know, vaccinated. Referees, Referees definitely have to be vaccinated. Um, and they had their cutoff day a few days ago on I think it was September fourth, where if you didn't. Get your vaccine by this time because camp opens in two weeks. Then you won't be refereeing with us this season. So, anyways, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna play still play a role in this coming season. I and and I think there's gonna be pushback from some players. Um, but I, I wanted to bring that up because if we continue to talk that we are part of the culture and we bring value to the culture, I think we have to talk about what's going on in the culture too. And this is part of it. The vaccine and COVID. This is part of what we do too. So. Um, I just wanted your take on that. I don't want to spend too much time on that. Um, I hope everybody is is is, is still being safe, and uh, I hope your family members haven't been been affected. I just have a coworker who lost a 32 year old cousin, woman, mother of four, uh, oh, no. this this past week. Yeah, and uh, it's it's tough, and it's still out there. So continue to be safe. Um, but back to basketball, really quick. There's a couple things um, that happened this week I found interesting. Dallas worked out. 
uh, IT, Lance Stevenson, and Monte Ellis trying to make a comeback right now. And I, I wanted to, which I love, give IT a job somewhere, please. Okay, Lance, I don't know. I don't know. You did so well overseas. I don't know what NBA, he could still go. But the Monte thing was really, really interesting to me. I would love to see Monte Ellis get on a squad. Do you think that all three of these players, two of these players, one of these players, or none of these players are going to be on an NBA team this year? I got to go with zero of these players. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Damn, Drew. I think we're, if we're being realistic, uh, there's a lot of young guys yeah. that make sense to, to take a swing on as opposed to bringing one of these guys back. Uh, we all know that IT had some awesome scoring nights in in some of these pro am leagues o- over the summer. He had ninety, bro. <laughs> I mean, fuck, dude. Peyton Pritchard dropped ninety two points in a game, right? So, I mean, look, it's not like you know, <laughs> it's not like there's points. He had sixty at the Drew. He had sixty at the Drew. No, and 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 I'm not going to be the one that says that IT still can't play in the league. I I absolutely believe that all three of these guys can absolutely still play in the NBA. But what's the upside for a team that wants to bring in somebody like this when you have a you know a huge a pool of undrafted players that are ten years younger than these guys? You know, I just I do think the odds are stacked against them unless there is a team that identifies uh, that they need you know a second or third string guard to come off the bench. You know uh, what team and what city needs it? Boston? Philly, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Philly needs somebody like IT right now. But yeah, Boston, yeah, bring him back to Boston. That'll never happen. Well, no, Ainge is I mean, out of there. Yeah, Danny Ainge is gone. So maybe right. maybe, maybe, maybe the door is open. But uh, when I say zero, I think that's the most realistic thing. I would love to see all three of them back. No. All three were great, entertaining basketball players that had amazing careers. And they're all of them in their own right. Um, obviously, I think Monte and, and IT were on a slightly different level than, than Lance ever was. Uh, just from a, a scoring uh, point of view. So if I had to say of the three, who who is most likely to get on a team, I honestly, I'd probably say Monte. But there's been there's a reason that he hasn't been on a team. There's a reason that Lance hasn't been on a team. And IT is the biggest one, right? It's injury related. It's not necessarily that you can't. Hoop. But he's it's better like, now. He can dunk now. He's proving that he can he can get buckets. I think I know you're at zero. I think IT will be on an NBA team this year. I don't know if it's a 10 day contract. I don't know if he's going to be in a training camp, but um, I think IT will be on a team this year. He is the feel good story. We need a good story, and IT is a great story for the NBA. We need something positive. This guy's just the 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 route he had to take, the money that was left on the table, the the injuries, the nobody wanting him to the 90 points and the 60 points at the Drew. I just think some NBA team should take another chance on IT and uh just give this guy some burn, man. I want to see it happen. Of the 3, I have to say that Lance is probably the one that's that still has the resume, right? Cuz Monte and IT have not been playing Right. They, you know, they, they play in these pro-ams and they do these other things, but Lance is still playing professional basketball. So I think on that level, it would make the most sense that he might actually get a look because he's still he's still actively playing in a league. I don't know if he did, you know, with the whole covid thing. I don't know if he was over there last year and all that stuff with the with the CBL in China. Uh, but he was the one that played the most like most recently. Uh, so my guess is that it, it would make the most sense for him to be to land on a spot out of out of all three because it and, and Monte haven't done jack shit really other than <laughs> run around with a bu- bunch of guys that that also want to try and make the league.
Well, I like how Cuban's at least giving them a workout. You know what I mean? Let's come check these guys out. Let's see if they still got a little bit of run in them. And, you know, I, I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen for one of them. Um, yeah, I think, you know, mid, mid-season too, like if there is, you know, some COVID stuff or injury stuff that happens, the door could be open for any one of these guys. I don't necessarily think they're going to be on a roster before the season starts. Do you have any final thoughts, Drew? I do. I want to shout out. I mean, speaking of all the weddings that I've been to, I want to shout out Damian Lillard. Oh, hell yeah. Who got married, who had a fucking awesome wedding. We didn't get the invite, Drew. Did you get your invite? Because I mine must have been lost. You know, I did. I told I told Dame I had a previous engagement. I had to yeah. go to Puerto Vallarta, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but that looked like a blast. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because my fiance and I know exactly where he got married because we looked at the wedding venue. It, no way. Oh, yeah. And it uh, we could not afford to get married there outside of uh, a Friday in April. That was the only time that we could uh, budget that and De- make sure December twenty fifth. No, yes, that <laughs> December was too expensive. I'm dead serious. April Fridays were the only ones that we could slide in with our budget. Um, and it's the Rose. Uh, I think it's the, called the Rosewood in Santa Barbara, and it is fucking gorgeous. It's drop dead gorgeous. It's a really, really nice, like small boutique hotel right on the water, um, just south of Santa Barbara, and. Uh, it's a, it's dope, dude. It, it was really cool. I, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm like, I know exa- Casey and I both were like, Oh, we know that that's a, that, that's the ballroom we looked at. This is the lawn. Like there's a, there's nice restaurants anyway. I just, um, I, I really, now I really want to get married there also. So I'm pushing hard for, for Friday uh, in April, <laughs> Friday in April, 2022. Uh, we'll see if I can make that happen. It's going to be Friday the 13th in April. That's what it's going to be. And your, your fiance is going to be like, nope, right, let's do it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, I, I guess like uh, Snoop, Snoop performed and like common was there. That must've been lit, dude. That must've yeah, been Damien, great. Of course, Damien performed as well, right? He's a, he's an artist oh. himself. So he, he got some songs out there. Apparently wifey was, was singing, uh, and that shocked a lot of people. From what I saw, she she's was, got some pipes. Apparently, she's got she can actually sing. And every, everyone that I saw that was commenting was like, "How come she's not been on an album yet, Dame? <laughs> like, what the hell?" Um, and I, the 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 last thing was I already mentioned the the hashtag GI Joe for for my friends that got married in Puerto Vallarta. They did hashtag it's about Dame time, and I think oh. that was fantastic because they've been together for a long time. Shout out to to Dame and his and his lovely wife. That's dope. Yeah. Um, my final thought is, we got another great documentary coming to to Netflix. You guys know I'm all about my documentaries, but they're going to document Rodman's 48 hours in Vegas during the Bulls run, and I'm expecting this to be awesome. I don't know how they have footage, if there is footage, or it's just guys talking about what was going on. But that was something that we pulled from the Last Dance. That was so just like crazy that Phil let him go to Vegas and he just takes off and then for 48 hours and. I just think this is going to be remarkable and it gives me something to look forward to. There's been some really good, they have a really great series called untold on Netflix. They did the, the malice at the palace that Jermaine O'Neal produced, which was amazing. Um, They did, this one, uh, this past week, this hockey one, this minor league hockey one, which was unbelievable. And then they did, and I forget the girl's name, the first badass boxer ever. I forgot her name, but what a story this was, dude. They are putting out some really great content. You guys should check it out, Untold on Netflix. Caitlyn Jenner as well. Oh my God, that one was phenomenal. Did you, hey, guys, Bruce Jenner was a fucking stud. 
okay? This guy, I posted it on my page. This guy had Mamba mentality before anybody. Like, this dude gets his ass kicked in the Olympics and then spends four years just dedicated. And we're talking to decathlete, bro. This guy did everything. What a story. And Caitlyn Jenner telling the story. I remember my parents telling me, like, yo, Bruce Jenner was the truth. Wheaties box truth, dude. Did you watch it, Drew? So the only one that I got to see so far was the Malice in the Palace one, mm. which was fantastic. Mm. Uh, and from what I understand, Jermaine O'Neal is actually producing all of these with his production company. Oh, really? Yes. In, oh, okay. In partnership with Netflix. Uh, definitely was a producer for the Malice in the Palace, but he's actually rolling all of this out. He's done very well for himself. Uh, boss. Yeah, he's done very, very well for himself after, the, after basketball. Um, but the Malice in the Palace was really well done. Um, I still can't believe those fucking idiots were like, Oh, he sucker punched me. And it's like, homie, you ran on the court towards an NBA player. Not just any NBA player. You didn't run towards Rick Smith's, bro. You ran towards Ron Artest. Yeah, this was Lugsy Bogues that was like roughly the same size as you. This was six seven Artest, and and it was chaos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got fucking punched. Mm-hmm. And and that that one guy is very the the Jermaine O'Neal slip. I mean, that saved his life. It saved his life. And Jermaine's. It, well, yeah, right, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah, because that could have ended up uh, very, very terribly. But uh, th- I thought that one was really well done. I, I was, I'm interested to see the rest. I will be, I'll be checking it out. Uh, but what was the the other documentary that, that you were talking about? Was the Rodman one? That's one I was well, talking Rod- about. That's right, the Rodman one. That one, mm-hmm. I am, I am stoked. I am so stoked for this. I'm, it's going to be all grainy footage, right? Because it's, you know, what is it, 1997? Eight. It's a 98 year. 98. Yeah, there's no HD footage there. No. Uh, it's going to be pretty chaotic. And I hope, I, I, I mean, I guess we're going to see a lot of Carmen Electra, which I'm always excited for circa 1998. Uh, so this will be, be a fun-ass documentary. Uh, but I'll, I'm, I'm very curious uh, as to like what sort of footage did they did they get footage from like the security cameras from the Vegas clubs that he was at? Did they get the hotel footage? Was there a dude just walking around with a camera following them around? Who Do knows? they get is Michael on this? Is Michael going to be on this one talking? Are they going to, you know, oh. like, what's the deal? They got the whole squad. Is Phil coming back for another one? Like, what's the deal? You got to have everybody's point of view on this, right? Or is it just going to be Scott Burrell the whole time telling his side of the story? Yeah. I don't know, but it seems like it, it seems like the the trilogy for uh, forty eight hours the the movies with Nick Nolte. This is like the third, and Eddie Murphy. This, this one's the real one. <laughs> hey, really quick, back to the Ballast Palace. The funniest Stephen Jackson's told this story so many times. But when they got after all the melee and everything, and they get back into the locker room, and Ron Ron looks at Stephen and is like, "Yo, you think we're gonna get in trouble for this?" <laughs> Watching Jack's face tell that story was was fantastic he, he, the, the look on his face he's like ron ron looks at me and goes do you think we're gonna get in trouble and jermaine o'neill they cut to jermaine and he's like what yeah he's so pissed man so jermaine angry. was so pissed <laughs> hey uh we're gonna be back next week after drew gets back from his his final wedding of his of the wedding season um hopefully we won't be talking about ben simmons next week no we're <laughs> gonna be talking about fantasy football fantasy baby. football drew is really hyped on his squad we're gonna talk let's we'll save it for next week drew we need content so hey no, no re- before we go mm-hmm. i did uh, we brought up deer and fox mm-hmm. i did a mock draft in yahoo sports with deer and fox oh you sent us the screenshot Deer and fox was in my mock draft 
And he picked it. He picked pretty well. I, I, but it's, shout out to De'Aaron Fox. Apparently, he's also focused on fantasy football right now amidst all these trade rumors. It's good. It's good to get your brain off basketball every once in a while. Uh, and uh, shout out to De'Aaron. I'm 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 pulling for him uh, to go to the Sixers so he can get into a winning situation. But that was cool. Shout out to Fox. We'll be back next week. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell somebody. Tell your mom. Subscribe to the follow through with Clips and Drew. Brought to you by the Basketball News dot com network. And we're ghosts. You know what it is, you know where you're at. This is the